0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alfredo Morelos is the subject of yet more rumour and speculation about his Rangers future Celtic are through to face Cluj in the Champions League qualifying after easing past non Calio And Derek McInnes braces himself for more bids for Scott McKenna I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah and Alfredo Morelos, one way or another Gordon, you just can't keep him out the news do the Chinese clubs want him? The Rangers want him to stay. Indeed, does Morelos want to stay or will Rangers cash in on him if offers come in? And for Celtic, they now know they are playing FC Kluge in the next round of the Champions League qualifiers. And for Rangers, once they get through tomorrow night, it looks like uh, FC Mitterland are waiting for them, which will be a tough time in the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Morelos has always uh, seemed to grab the headlines for one reason or another. But, uh, you know, it's his goals, really, that, that have done the, the talking. In this particular case, uh, Gordon, you know, with the clubs uh, reputedly want to pay him a handsome uh, amount of money. But uh, as Stephen Gerrard said there last week, then the, the media will have to ask uh, Alfredo Morelos if he wants to be part of uh, the long-term uh, situation at Rangers in future. As far as Celtic's concerned, a comprehensive and comfortable victory and also give allowed... Uh, um, Neil Lennon to, to give a number of players some game time We are back until 8 o'clock It kicked off on Monday That's us right through from now until the end Of what should be another blockbuster season in Scottish football If you want to join us, we'd love to have you So give us a call on 0141 951 Let's hear from you right now Or you can tweet at Clyde SSB um, Mark Guidi, there's um, a real excitement building I know we've had Betfred Cup I know we've had European qualifiers yeah. but, but there's something special about the start of the league campaign It comes this Saturday most of us can't wait I, I Listen, it's going to be great uh, Gordon, I think it's going to be mad It's going to be entertaining It's going to be full of drama It's going to be tight It's going to be horrible off the park um, At times, this phone in included uh, But we love it And just can't wait to, to, to get started And I think when I say tight I mean tight as in 2003, 2005, 2008 it wouldn't surprise me if we're heading for another helicopter Sunday. I mean, Jim Duffy, you've been involved in the game up here in various guises for, mm. for many years. Do, do you still get that, that that buzz looking forward to the new campaign? Yeah, I think it's difficult now because uh, the Betfred Cup starts and I always think that um, a little bit like England should start with the major competition, my own personal view, because I think it does whet the appetite for supporters. I think it's kind of... It kind of just waters it down a little bit because we've already had a number of teams have had the games. Obviously, the the, the qualifying um, situation is not ideal for our bigger teams as well. But yeah, I think that when the league camp uh, the league campaign starts, that's what every fan is. The, it's the benchmark for every supporter. That's where they look at their team. How will they do? How will they fare? What are their ambitions? What are their targets? And obviously, uh, the, the the major target is the the, the Premiership title. Um, again, as I said before, a ball's kick. Everyone will have their opinions. I'm with Mark. I think it'll be a lot closer this year. I think that um, both clubs, uh, the both of the major clubs who will be contending, uh, Celtic and Rangers, I think uh, you know will still be players to come in for Celtic's point of view. Rangers have brought in a number of players. Stephen Gerrard's in his second season as the Rangers manager. 
And I think the Rangers fans are quite rightfully Look for silverware this year Back with a bang this week A fantastic prize for you In the second hour of tonight's show We're going to do this all week The chance for you to win over £500 With Ladbrokes Premiership Fantasy Football Stay tuned for that That's coming up in the second hour of tonight's show Of course there was a big game for Celtic last night We're going to look back on that one So get all your thoughts in on the phones And on Twitter Let's start again for what seems like the 500th time with Alfredo Morelos he's always in he's always on our minds for one reason or another and um, I think it's okay to describe it as a a bizarre story which came out this afternoon keen to get your thoughts on it quickly so let us know 01419511025 um, it's a story that, that Sky Sports News were running Mark Weary, um basically saying that the player himself so this is the key part that I think a lot of people are misunderstanding the player turned down a £30 million contract so over three mm-hmm. years you can do the maths £10 million a year um, from the Chinese Super League um, this is where it gets a bit bizarre the the story goes that the club were willing to match Rangers' valuation of the striker somewhere in the region of fifteen million, but but Rangers say that there has been no bid. So so this you know Rangers aren't suggesting that a bid's been yeah. made. Rangers yeah. are actually saying that, that there hasn't been a bid, um, and the story then puts it sort of back on the player. Yeah. So the player's been tapped up, what obviously. Because if I've not got it? yeah, so the player's been tapped up uh, by a Chinese club according to Sky. And I have to say, just right off, if somebody's offered me in any walk of life, offered me ten, and I, I don't. Let's say Alfredo Morelos earns a million pounds a year at Rangers. That'll be the ballpark. And somebody offers me ten million a year to go to um, China. I'm sorry that I, I think you go, even if you only go for a year and you come back. So for me, do I believe that Alfredo Morelos has been tapped up and offered ten million quid a year to go to China? No I don't I don't believe it Okay then so Rangers are, are denying any bid there's, yeah. no, there's no suggestion That, that you know that, that Rangers themselves are, are putting that Side of things forward So Put two and two together For me then What's happened here How, how, do, how do these stories Come about You've spent many well, years listen, In that business uh, Yeah I mean uh, Coming about For me there, there appears to be something In Alfredo Morelos's his, his future And What Stephen Gerrard said On Sunday After the, the friendly Against Derby County We said I'd love to put Alfredo in front of you guys and get a clear yes or no. So for me, that tells me there's uncertainty in Stephen Jenner's mind in terms of Alfredo Morelos's future, whether that's the player himself pushing to try and go or whether it's the club looking to try and, and, and cash in on their prize asset. I don't know exactly what it is, but for Stephen Gerrard to say that means that there's, un, that, that there's, there's a, a seed of doubt in terms of Morelos's future um, at Rangers. And I said that at the end of last season, Gordon when it came up I said what it was going to need for Stephen Gerrard is to sit down with Alfredo Morelos on day one of pre-season and say listen you're our main man 30 goals a season you're the guy that can win us the title are you here are you up for it and if he's not then you need to get the ball moving quickly as Stephen Gerrard said I don't want to lose him the last week of the window if we're going to lose him let's get it done let's lose him now so we can prepare we get the money in um, because you, you want to keep a hold of Alfredo Morelos if you can if you're Stephen Gerrard but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if if, if bids um, came in for him. But bear in mind, the, the English window closes um, a week tomorrow for the 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 Premier League and for the the Championship. So, listen, the Morelos thing it goes on and on and on. But um, I don't know. Will he still be a Rangers player come September the second? I don't know. I'm not sure. I really don't. I think it's a difficult one. I think that listen, agents play a major role now in, in football. We know, and and therefore they can stimulate interest, so they can throw something. You know, they they can gauge 
what Rangers might be looking for and then say, well, listen, we know that if it's a Chinese club, for instance, they can they know, listen, if will you be prepared to pay that kind of money? So there doesn't have to be an official bid. They just know that that club will have the money if they can sort out personal terms. Again, I'm, 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 I don't think the, you know somebody would have offered ten million, but you can throw a lot of numbers at it. But the interesting thing for me is, is the is the is the market, you know, because we've just seen Oliver McBurney going to Sheffield for yeah. twenty million pounds, yeah. and you know, so if you ask, I think the most Rangers fans, who would you rather have in your team just now, Morelos or McBurney? Yeah. I'd be amazed if if people said McBurney. You know, the vast, vast majority say, well, we'd have Morelis. But if you're then looking at Morelis at 15, one's going for 20. Mm. So it's the market. And I think that's the difficulty. The last thing I would say is that for me, it'd have been easy for um, Stephen Gerrard at the weekend if he was 100% convinced that Alfredo Morelis wanted to stay there. Just to turn and say, listen, I've had the conversation mm. with Alfredo Morelis. Unless an unbelievable bid comes in with a top club, he is more than happy to stay here. I've had that conversation with the player. Yeah. He didn't say that. He said... I think you need to ask the player. So I, th- I think that that there's a, there's a lot of ambiguity there, and I think that that might be a wee bit of concern for the Rangers fans. Pretty simple though, Rangers fans. It needs to reach a conclusion one way or another. You don't have to buy into the Chinese story at all. What do you want to see happen? Though? What what what's the outcome? Do you try your best to move Alfredo Morelos on? No bids have come in, remember? Or would you love to see him stay uh, and try and score more goals on Twitter? And Mark, this is this is when you know that you're back. Truly back Fitzy says Can't but does Mark Guidi Really believe A Chinese club bid for Morelos No you don't That's what you said at the start Just yeah, to well, be clear Well Nobody's saying that the bit What we're saying is What Sky Sports are running Is that Alfredo Morelos Has not backed £10 million a year From Chinese football A three year contract Do I believe that? No I don't I have to be honest I don't believe it No it doesn't make sense to me. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need. Give us a call right now. Let us know what is on your mind. John is a Rangers fan. Uh, John, episode fifty seven of the Alfredo Morelos debacle. Uh, are you are you getting a bit fed up with it as a Rangers fan? Oh, it's, it's kind of a bit of a joke, isn't it? You know what I mean? Somebody's wanting to bid, right? Sky Sports. Mark, are you bigger than Sky Sports? Sorry. Are you bigger than Sky Sports? I don't know, what do you mean? What does, what does that mean? Well, what do you mean? Well, Sky Sports seem to be a big, big multi-pound company I've got And, you know, messages for everywhere So where did they get the info for? And no you're idea, just, that's, I mean, that's Sky Sports But you don't you don't think their info's right? Well, he just no, said I'm not that saying just, their info that it's I, unlikely I just, yeah. that the player turns down that type yeah, of money I'd, So I'm, I'm not talking about any bid for it This, this story... John, to be clear, this story is not about a Chinese club and Rangers. This story is about an individual player and an individual contract. And for me, so uh, it would look like it's maybe come from the the player side rather than Rangers. So for me, I I just I I can't get my head around why you you would turn that kind of money down, or at least not say to the Chinese club, which you will go and start the ball rolling, and you'll need to go and speak to Rangers next. That's the next move. Go and agree a fee with them, then we can see if you're, if it's actually for real, and it and it turns out to be to be in black and white. So. As I say, ballpark figure, if, if Alfredo Morelos earns a million pounds a year at, at Rangers and he's turning down 10 million a year over uh, times three, 30 million pounds, I just can't, I, I can't believe it. I can't, I, I, I can't believe it either. I can't believe it anyway. I mean, I, I agree with you. I just thought I'd ask you that question. <laughs> Mark, are you think it's the agent, hey, the agent, uh, the player and the agent are trying to push a move down south then? Is that what you're trying to say? Now? And it's them, it's looking or this, this debacle. Is that what you're trying to say? Because that's the way it came across here. It's as if it's it, a, listen, the, I think I think there's so much uncertainty around Alfredo Morelos that you know I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers. And I'm not again. I'm not saying Stephen Gerrard, but perhaps the Rangers board the money and say, 
We'd just like to find what is actually out there for him. Just let's say well, no bids what, interesting in selling. Yeah, what 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 are we likely to get? What are we looking at? Ballpark? Is it six? Is it eight? Is it ten? Is it twelve? Is it fourteen? Is it sixteen? I think naturally there'd be a curiosity there from the board, given all the, the, the financial outlay and there's there's been nothing coming in. See, what might we get for him? And I think that's a question that the Rangers money men would want to find out. Doesn't mean to say they would sell him. I don't think Stephen Gerrard would want to lose him, but he certainly he needs a committed Alfredo Morelos, and you don't want him, you know, taking the huff. So again, I think you'd agree, John, that, that Stephen Gerrard's comments on Sunday were interesting. As in, for me, my interpretation of it is there's a bit of uncertainty as to whether Alfredo Morelos wants to stay um, at Rangers. Otherwise, Stephen Gerrard wouldn't have made that comment. You think it's a fact that because it, I mean, well, obviously, cost us last year is what a lot of people say, but I thought he done a job for us. I could say goals, uh, we the goals, brilliant. The four, because obviously, what fell into the end of the season, maybe he's not prepared to fight for it. You know what I mean? He wants to be Aye. number one and he's not prepared to fight. Yeah, and, and that could be the problem with Gerard saying, no, I mean, that's right, yeah. he's no. What, what well, see if I was Stephen Gerard, then he may well have done this. What I'd be saying to Alfredo Morelos is now. No, of course, I'm maybe you know if the Chinese thing's true, I don't believe it. But if I'm Stephen Jenner saying Alfredo at the moment, unless I'm mistaken, and according to Rangers, there've been no official bids. So yeah, your property people are talking about you. You're clearly talented. You're a goal scorer, but at the moment, there's nothing concrete. And at best, it could be an Eintracht Frankfurt, or it could be a Huddersfield, or it could be whatever. Stay here for the next ten months. Help us stop nine in a row. And if you bang in 30 goals again, no red cards, you're going to the top six in England. Somebody will come in and pay 20 million quid for you next summer and you'll go and get your 60, 70, 80 grand a week down south. So stay here, become a Rangers legend by stopping it. Help me be part of it. That's what we all want to achieve in the next 10 months. And then you're going to have some proper clubs coming in trying to get you. I mean, Jim Duffy, you, you can't cash in on a player if no one wants mm-hmm. to buy them. So there haven't been bids as it stands. There's plenty of time for that to change. Is it something Rangers should be actively searching out, actively encouraging, or do you just do you just sit back and, and, and wait? As in, you're either happy to have him as a player or you're happy to take in a, a, a hefty transfer no, fee. You, you have to have contingency plans. As all managers have to do. You know, they have to have a possibility that, that Alfredo Morelos could go up to the, the last day of, of, of a number of windows. You've got to remember the English yeah. markets, there, but other markets are still open. Uh, you know, so... You've got to look at it and then obviously valuation, um, is, is, as we mentioned, is difficult because, you know, you look down south and, and the valuation there is is just just on a different a different level. But I, I just think that from Alfredo Morales, I know what Mark's saying there if he, if he goes to him, but Alfredo Morales is a Colombian player coming to play here in Scotland. He's not a Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. The, the, the fact that he could stop Celtic winning nine in a row or I helped his all is immaterial, I think. I don't think, no matter how much you could plead and say that, I don't think that'll make no, but any difference there. No, my point on that, Jim, I agree with you, it's not a bit, but my yeah. point on that is if actually, if you do it, it's a level that it's a level of club that can be. Yeah. And, and obviously, the, the, the prestige of, of winning a title, winning that, but it's not like he's. Played in the the, the hat. Oh, you, yeah, you were brought. That, that's not my point. My point is, you're going to actually. If you do it over the next ten months, you're going to have some proper clubs coming in. For you. I, I do. I do get aspects of that. But I, again, I think the modern player for me, if he wants to go and play, if he wants to play in England or Europe or where he wants to be, I think that there'll be a certain level of club that I think he'll probably accept. I don't think he'll maybe look at the top six or whatever it happens to be. He'll, but he'll certainly look at, at whether it's I say any anywhere in Europe. Uh, or all around the world, and then obviously there's a the financial side uh, of it, and then as I say, that's 
if, if, if there is as John said maybe he's, he's wanting to be almost guaranteed so if you go to any big club you're not guaranteed doesn't matter who you are we've just seen it just now with Gareth Bale and <laughs> Lukaku and all these sort of players who are multi-million pound players but they're not guaranteed to any top club so I think you have to fight for a place I think that was part of the reason Stephen Gerrard came out talking about Candias. part of the reason he said he went yeah. to him do you want to fight for your place well really I'm not, not too, mm-hmm. too keen on okay well you can go obviously Lafferty's now went so there's another one. So that's the other thing for Rangers. I've really only got Defoe and, and Morelos in just now. So because we'll have to move in as well. So I think there's, there's as I said, it's a bit timing for Rangers. Right, thanks to John and Paisley. Craig is also a Rangers fan on the line. What's your thoughts on all of this, Craig? All right, gents. Um, well, I think uh, I think we, we need to be uh, trying to keep a hold of Alfredo Morelos. Um, I don't understand the rush for some of the... Uh, some of my fellow Rangers fans to, to want to sell him and cash in. You know, we're talking about a young boy. He's still 23. You know, we're still talking about a, a young player who's still got a lot more to offer now. Yes, he had discipline issues last year, but I don't think it's fair on him or on Celtic or any other club to say that he cost Rangers anything last season, that it was him that cost them the league and all the rest of it. It wasn't. He scored 30 goals. That if he can get the discipline sorted out, which pre-season... He's looked a bit more calm, but that can change in the season. I think he goes and scores maybe more than 30 goals. All of a sudden, he's worth more money by the end of this season. Then you can look at it and say, OK, now you can cash in. Because I think, as Mark just said there, then you can maybe say he scored 35, 36 goals. He's therefore worth about £20 million. Also, I think Alfredo Morelos, personally, I think he does want another chance at scoring against Celtic because that's clearly something that he wanted to do the only team he hasn't scored against so I think from his standpoint as a striker of course he wants to be able to go and score against his current club's biggest rivals Craig just out of curiosity if Rangers were to play a win or bust game tomorrow do you, who, who would start up front would it be Morelos would it be Defoe well it would be Morelos because yeah. Defoe has Historically through his career Being a proven goal scorer There's, there's no question in it And I think he is, has improved As his time at Rangers has went on But You've got to look at Both players Individually at Rangers And how well they've played And Morelos has been The talisman for Two seasons now um, You know He's been a bit Under Kishina He was one of the only positive things That came out of that um, Along with Daniel Kandias. Um So I think to me, you would still play him. Absolutely, you would still play him. Greg, do you think that uh, Alfredo Morelos has to come out and say what Stephen Gerrard has asked to commit himself to Rangers, or do you think do you not think that makes any difference? Because we've seen, as you say, that he's under contract. We know that for a so, long time. Yeah, still. he's got a, yeah. got a big contract in front of him. Uh, Rangers are, are in the position where they can decide whether he leaves. But we've seen it, as I say, particularly down south just now, where our top players under long-term contracts who are pushing for a move, should we say, who are encouraging the fact that listen, I want to move, and you know, I think that I, I think when a player wants to move. It's very difficult, you know. We got mm. the Dumbelli thing at Celtic yeah. a few years ago, a couple of months ago. A year ago now, yeah. and uh, the last minute, they're, they're almost forces their hand to, to take the yeah. offer. 
So I think the Rangers are concerned that a similar thing happens. We're going to have to leave that there. Thank you very much, Craig, the Rangers fan on the line. It's 01419511025. Let's park that for a moment because Celtic were in Champions League qualifying last night. It was always bound to be a, 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 a straightforward night, uh, and it certainly was a 7 0 aggregate victory. So let us know what you made of it. Craig Gordon was back in goals. Would you read into that, if anything? Uh, Marion Schved, a fine goal on his debut. Does that excite you? What did you take away from the game last night? 0141. Nine five one one zero two five. We'll look back on it next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And I've just realised, Jim Duffy, during the break, that you won't be with us at the weekend, which means you have the honour. Of being the first Clyde One Super Scoreboard pundit to give your predictions <laughs> for this season, so I'll tell you what we'll Thanks do it. A bit, we'll do it a bit later on, and uh, I'll give you a bit of, bit of thinking what, time. Did, did you ever keep the notes from last season? Do you who, know, was, who was a kind of top? Kind of do you know what? Top tip stuff. Uh, hands up! I forgot to read them out at the end of last season, and they're in a drawer in my desk, which doesn't have a key. <laughs> so, well, it does have a key. I just lost it. So I might, I might break it open, uh, and we'll bring it out at the weekend yeah. and have a bit of a so laugh what, with what it. What we're looking at is it top one, two, and three, and then the, the bottom two. Yeah, I mean, if Jim, Jim's doing it solo tonight, you can mm-hmm. wait until the weekend. So I might as well just. Oh no! In fact, mm-hmm. producer Andy tells me that we do have last season's predictions. So that's fine. We'll dig them out of the yeah. weekend. Anyway, later on, Jim, okay. you can give us your predictions. In the meantime, we kicked off by talking about Alfredo Morelos. We took some calls on that from Rangers fans. Uh, this would be a good time for Celtic fans to get involved because we're going to look back on last night's game in Estonia. Quite simply, what did you make of it? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Overall, Mark, how, I mean, how would you describe it? Is it a professional job? Oh, I'd listen to to go um, home and away, win comfortably, two clean sheets um, as well is always a, a positive, and you know it's going to be up a gear, maybe up a couple of gears, in terms of uh, FC Cluj uh, in the next round uh, in Romania, I think next uh, Wednesday night, and then Celtic Park a week on Tuesday. Um, but listen, it's just another hurdle in a very difficult period. That Celtic have managed to to go over, and and thankfully, um, for them too, it was um, you know it, it wasn't too testing for them. What would be the the conclusions if you can take any dream? Because understand, Celtic go into a game against European minnows, they're five nil up. Mm-hmm. So some people don't read in to anything. I get that, but if you dig a bit deeper, Craig Gordon played in goals. We've not seen him for a long, long mm-hmm. time. Christopher Julian makes his debut. Marion Schved scores on, mm-hmm. on his debut. Would those be the types of things uh, that that jumped out at you? A little bit I think that uh, You know Obviously He can afford to, to, to play Whoever he likes Neil Lennon In that particular game Because uh, They were so far In front In terms of quality In the scoreline But uh, I think that More interesting for me Was Neil Lennon's quote uh, About the goalkeeping situation Which is His number one Will be the guy That keeps The shots out the goal Rather than Who's best with their feet And I think that That's That, that to me uh, you know, might be something that uh, people might look at. Uh, you know, in terms of who would be his choice. Um, but it, it would, I think it would have been important even to give uh, Craig Gordon some some first team game time, and then we'll see how it goes. There's there's, there's talk about maybe even bringing in another goalkeeper. Yeah. So I, I think that again, Celtic have got a, a, a top class squad in terms of um, the amount of options they have. So that game was an ideal game to give a, a few of them a run out. But like Mark says, I think FC Cluj are a massive jump in quality 
Um, you know, I think from the first mm. two games, and that that one I think is going to be a real test. But they have another week before that. They have a obviously the domestic campaign to start with, so they should be fitter, they should be sharper, and I think Neil Lennon will be a lot more confident getting into that game on the back of um, the the results so far. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to tell us what you made of Celtic last night. Ron is a Celtic fan on the line. Anything jump out at you, Ron? Well, unfortunately, I couldn't watch the game because it was limited as to who was broadcasting. But I listened to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having having attended the home game, I'm seriously impressed with the way Lennon's at this team already clicking with sharp, fast, accurate passing. And they're on the front foot, as they say, right from minute one. And I think that bodes well for this this uh, season coming. Because never before have Celtic been this sharp at the start of a season. We've always had rocky roads. I don't know how good clues are. I've never seen them play. They're more than likely a step up, as uh, I think I heard Jim saying there a minute ago. Mm-hmm. But I still think it bodes well for Celtic, and especially with the squad we've got, they all seem to be gelling up to now. Here's hoping it continues, of course. Yeah, listen, you can only you've only got a small sample to base these things on at this point in the season. Ron mentioned the sort of middle to front, the speed of the attacks and whatever. Yes, you take the level of opposition into yeah. account, but there, there are positives there, probably in the form of. Of Ryan Christie in yeah. the return of Lee Griffiths and so on. Yeah, you know, there's a lot to be to be happy about. Just for the couple of names that you've mentioned there, the core of the team. You know, Callum McGregor, who I'm sure Celtic, if they wanted to, could go and sell as well if they wanted to put him up for sale. You know, interest in him. They'll be staying put. There's, there's Scott Brown. Um, it's just that the concern for me when the step up comes, and it'll be interesting to see how how they do do against uh, Cluj as and the the fullback areas. Because at the moment they're, they're, they've lost or they're without the two main fullbacks from last season for, for three or four seasons prior to that, uh, Kieran Tierney through injury and Mikel um, Lustig who's away now. Lustig wasn't everybody's cup of tea, but he was a solid, dependable um, right back, and they haven't really replaced him yet. And getting somebody into a, a rhythm, possibly looking at a new central defensive partnership as well, and then Bolingoli at the moment is he looking good for three million pounds? No, no, he's not. Um, so the two fullback areas for me uh, at the moment would be uh, a concern when you're stepping up the level uh, of opposition. But middle to front, absolutely fine. Ryan Christie, uh, Lee Griffiths, Odson Edward, uh, you, you have James Forrest, you, you've, you've got a real luxury there, Mikey Johnston. Um, Boy, I've my name's escaping. Lewis Morgan. Lewis Morgan. Lewis Morgan. Oh, so there's plenty of options here. But at the back against stiffer opposition, yeah. And for me, Jim mentioned there too. I just wonder what will happen during the remainder of the transfer window with Celtic's goalkeeping situation um, to see the link with, with Freddie Woodman mm-hmm. um, who's a very competent goalkeeper an England under 21 goalkeeper and I suspect that there's that there's something in perhaps Celtic looking at the goalkeeping position and, and basically bringing in a number one or nothing they don't need a number two or a number three but I wouldn't be surprised if they might be thinking you know what we might just need an absolute Number one, if we can go and get him. Ron, what do you make of the goalkeeping situation? Well, I've got a lot of faith in Scott Bain. But when Craig Gordon goes on the part and he starts to play the ball with his feet, I have, I have heart attacks. Because you never know what's going to happen. He's had a few nightmares. Um, he's a great, great shortstopper. No two ways about it. Can't argue with that. Um, Scott Bain, I think, has been a great servant and he's been a, a star from last season. Come through. Um, but we'll wait and hold my breath and wait and see. 
but Craig Gordon just gives me the panics as soon as the ball goes near me near his feet. It's kind of strange. His hands were fine. Yes, it's a strange one because I think uh, Scott Bain made a couple of real errors last year with the ball his feet over playing but before um, Neil Lennon took with um, Brendan Rodgers and then uh, with Neil Lennon initially and then I think he was told listen, don't take so many risks uh, and therefore, uh, you know they, they, they try and cut those elements out and yeah, he is better with his feet but he does I think any goalkeeper is confident with his feet sometimes they can be overconfident over elaborate and that can cause goals and we see every week just about you see a goalkeeper now we've even seen it in pre-season games where they're trying to play that ball across the, the penalty box and underhitting it or, or, or giving it to the opposition and now of course the ball yeah. doesn't have to leave the 18 yeah. yard box so yeah. will, will, will we see different variations do you think in our leagues this season I think well, you, you'll see a different way we heard um, I, I think it was Ron saying about pressing I think you'll see a different way of how to do that because you can't go into the box so I think a lot of teams will drop off to that if you want to call it 35 yard line try and try and uh, draw the opposition and then go and press um, so yeah there's a, a slightly different way of approaching it but the goalkeepers yeah I think yeah we know modern goalkeepers have to be decent with their feet but I think still priority for Neil Lennon is he's, mm-hmm. he's stated as keeping the ball at the back of the net uh, it's all down to the message that you receive from yeah, the manager mm-hmm. whether you're good so if you're not good with your feet why are you risking it mm-hmm. you know so if the manager tells you rose edit or launch it whatever it may be fine if the manager tells you I play it out I want you to play I want you to keep blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Keepers aren't play just taking this Upon themselves No they, they, they have got a strict message from, yeah. from the manager And depending what that message is Depends how they play I think Brendan Rodgers Was very strict on his goalkeepers He did yeah. not want to see The ball going long He wanted played Even if it was risk And he would allow One or two um, mistakes Over yeah. the course of the mm. season To accept that Whereas I think Neil Lennon Is a little bit more pragmatic In that situation Yeah I understand It's not going to go route one But He's not He just wanted to take An element of that risk out uh, Ron I understand that During the transfer window A lot of the Attention goes to What players might be, be Coming to the club But arguably Of equal importance Is, is which players Might leave I mean, When you looked at The starting 11 last night there's For a long time now There have been question marks Over Olivier and Cham He played the game Sc- Sc- Scott Sinclair was a, He had to settle For a place in the bench Neil Lennon uh, Spoke about wanting To keep him low Afterwards What do you make of These types of guys And how you see them Fitting in well, and Cham, I think, is after these comments about the, the Scottish game is not competitive enough for him, I think he's he's got to back it up. He's got to prove that he can actually cope with it. He can't even cope with 90 minutes now. So even personally, he hasn't kept himself match fit. Um, I think that's a wee bit tongue-in-cheek with what he came out and said in the press. Scott Sinclair, he, after his first two seasons, he kind of went off the boil and he hasn't come back yet. All it takes is for him to come back and have another super season, and then you've got guys like Lewis Morgan and Mickey Johnson sitting on the bench, and he's on. Yeah, I mean Sinclair scored an awful lot of goals for someone who was off the boil last season, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but uh, prior, prior to that, when he came at the start, he, he was just setting the head on fire, as they say up here. Hmm. I mean, over the piece, I think Celtic paid between three and three and a half million pounds that back, to Aston Villa for him. He's been. Absolute value. Think was it his debut time Castle? You know, just the way he so got it from the there, won the player of the year. So look, yeah, I mean, he's not been anywhere near the level. I don't think he'll, he'll get back to that level that he showed in his first season at Celtic. But in terms of, uh, has he been value for money? Has he been an asset? Absolutely. And if Celtic want to, I'm sure they could go and recoup a couple of million quid in the market before next week and put him back down south if they want. Speaking of wide players, Jim, in the 
21st century way When a club signs a player That you've probably not heard of First thing you do YouTube Let, Let's see what he's capable of And it was interesting last night Because yeah. how often Do you check the YouTube out And then they come here And they don't do anything like that And it's yeah. just their best bit So yeah. uh, Marion Shved if you, if you check him up mm-hmm. All he does Is he seems to be Getting that left foot And he likes to hit shots mm-hmm. From outside yeah. the box He managed it last night And he, he found the back of the net It was a fine strike On his debut mm-hmm. Not to say that it's going to continue yeah. um, But that will encourage Everyone yeah, involved. I mean, it was always a strange sign. I think it was Brendan Rodgers that he wasn't really aware of it, and uh, you know, and, and then he got brought in, and he was obviously loaned back out again. Um, but you know, last night uh, in terms of getting that goal, yeah, similar to what some of the clips you said, uh, Gordon, he's you know checking and then coming at his left foot and then playing to the top corner. And he seems to have that skill factor and seems a player suited. But Celtic have a number of options now. You know, with Mikey Johnson, Lewis Morgan, Sinclair, uh, Shevitt, and, and also young Karamoko Dembele, who, you know, mm, came in yeah. last year towards the tail end and Neil Lennon was very enthusiastic about. And so, you know, you're trying to leave space for some of these young players to develop. Very, very difficult, two homegrown players there to a certain extent, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, young Lewis Morgan who'd come in. So it's difficult to fit them all in, but somewhere along the line, I, I think Sinclair might go. Yeah. Uh, that's my yeah. personal opinion before the end of the, the transfer window even though I think it was at 16 goals last year I think in, I and then, a, a new contract I, in the summer but yeah. then that just always led to yeah. people yeah. Well, speculating I think, that it was, I think it was a trigger I think they already had yeah. that and they just they just continued it but I think even with a if you, if, in most Celtic fans eyes a moderately um, uh, effective season in comparison to previous seasons still 16 goals a fantastic return for a wide player Fantastic return And he's got a great knack Of finding space And assessing things In the penalty box So I think it would be A big loss for Celtic To lose Scott Sinclair But I think he might be One of these guys At this stage of his career Wants to play a bit more Regular football mm. And that would open the door For some of the younger players But Shev, as, you, as you mentioned uh, Another player with uh, Real talent But it's it's just Where they fit in They've got so many options Celtic at this moment in time In those wide areas Okay, thank you to Ron on the line It's 01419511025 if you want to join him And if you would rather tweet Then we are at Clyde SSB Don't forget in the second hour of tonight's show We are giving you the chance to win more than £500 So that's not to be sniffed at That's a fantastic opportunity We'll bring you that a bit later on And we're going to take more of your calls next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here Give us a call or tweet us in at Clyde SSB We kicked off the show by talking about Alfredo Morelos Stephen Gerrard has been speaking in Luxembourg Ahead of Rangers Game against Progress tomorrow uh, Similar t- t- to what we said Everything Coming out directly from Rangers um, Denying any knowledge or, or, in, or interest or, or sort of concrete bids I should say In Alfredo Morello Stephen Gerrard saying he's unaware of it There have been no bids It's as you were from last time um, He also appears to have shut the door On a permanent move for Ryan Kent Remember Jurgen Klopp Spoke to the tail end of last week Saying time for loans was over It would have to be um, a, a permanent move And um, Stephen Gerrard saying that Jurgen has come out And given the answer It's been addressed and we move on he says now I know some Rangers fans Were still harbouring hopes That something could be done Whether it be a hefty fee or not But it looks like you know, You're know you never sure But it looks like That's the door closed on It, it, it does And the only way I can see it reopening Is if uh, August the 8th A week tomorrow Comes and goes And nobody's bought Ryan Kent from down From down south yeah. And then he would, Rangers have still got Then time. that opens the door I think Because then Ryan Kent Would say to Jurgen Klopp I'm, I'm in your 
18 man squad every Saturday Am I with the first team What do you think And he might say Well we'll let you go to Rangers then So I don't think the doors um, Completely closed And yet They're talking about Supposedly out of Liverpool Coming out of Liverpool They're saying about an £8 million fee Is what they're looking for And see if Rangers could afford that I think it's great value Jim I don't know about you But I think I would take them If you can I think for any club And particularly Rangers but I don't think they've got 8 million Well they've not got 8 million quid To go and get them But um, at this moment in time um, I think he's great value at that moment I mean Jim we had one Rangers fan Granted it was just one But we had one on Twitter last night Who went as far as to say That he felt Rangers title hopes Hinged solely on whether they got Ryan Kent or not I don't know if it's if it's that vital Listen as I said before If you're a Rangers fan And you go and watch your team every week And you see the influence That a, a particular individual player has Then of course you, you know you may feel that He is such a positive influence in the team and can make such a difference that that could be the difference. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that's where fans you see them week in, week out. We almost see them on you know a regular. Um, but he's certainly got talent. As I said, there's no doubt about it. I think he's he's um, fight his final action, if you want to call it that. I think improved towards the last quarter of the season. And as I said, that was something I felt we had to improve on. Not not just the fact uh, uh, a cross or, or a link up play, but final actions. As I said, in, in you know, mm-hmm. in terms of you know. S- Supplying his teammates and also making space for other teammates. Strangely enough, I actually think he looked a little bit better the couple of games I saw when Defoe played with, mm-hmm. with, with when Morelos didn't play because almost everything he was a kind of focal point. Morelos, whereas there was Rangers seemed to be a little bit more. Yeah, I feel more involved. Arfield you're right. And yeah, you're right. And Defoe, there seemed yep. to be a little bit more interchanging, and I think he seemed to get a little bit mm-hmm. more freedom to to go and play in certain areas, but. Yeah, I'm with Mark. I think if it was around about the seven or eight million pound mark, I think in modern day football, that that that's that to me, if Rangers could afford that hundred percent, go and get him. I was just about to speak to Gaz in Tradeston, who appears to have gone from the screen in front of me. We'll try and get him back. Let's see what Twitter's saying to it. Uh, Stephen is on talking about Cluj losing to opposition from Luxembourg last season mm-hmm. in Europa League. For me, Celtic should get through no problem. Uh, Paul is also involved in the conversation. Paul T thinks Ryan Christie's giving goals will cause them all sorts of problems. Thinks they were very compact set up against Maccabi uh, for large periods of the game. We do have Gaz back. Gaz is in Tradeston. What's your point tonight? How you doing guys? All right? Yeah, good thanks. Um I have just I've been basically I've been listening to the show all week and uh, I just was kinda see the the fans and the media, uh, some of the ex-players of Rangers, um, I kind of think they'll just be a little bit overzealous. We kind of this kind of prediction that Rangers are going to be right back in it again. Um, again, I, I know we're only taking this on friendlies, and, uh, games against part-time teams, but uh, obviously Jim's been in dressing rooms, and I think if you're in the Celtic dressing rooms now, you, this would be music to your ears. You know, you've heard this a million times um, from Rangers. And I think if you're guys who have won nine trophies out of nine and you've got the core of a great, a great squad there, you'd be kind of mm. bewildered at where this all comes from. Guys, is it possibly the case, though, that you accuse people are basing it on results against friendlies? Maybe these people are basing it on a points gap that has got shorter and shorter and shorter in, in the last three seasons. Granted, but it's still, it's nine points is still a lot, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't if, if it was to start tomorrow, the league was to start tomorrow, I don't think it was going to get any. Shorter. I mean, I think whilst Rangers made early additions, I still don't think any of them would get in the Celtic um, first eleven. Right, Jim Duffy. Yeah. No, listen. Again, you know, obviously, Gaz is, is support his own team, and we'll look at it from his perspective. And Rangers fans will be, you know, feeling positive with the new signings. Obviously, they've still got Marielle at this moment in time. 
Um, you know, if they, if they could get Ryan Kent back, that would add another bit of positivity. But listen, this is what happens at the start of the season. No one's got a clue. <laughs> you know, no, we don't know. It's complete guesswork. But the one thing that I think the guys does have, I think a very valid point is the Celtic have kept the, all of the players. You know, anybody they want to. Obviously, Lustig was moving out, but. You know, Tierney is the one that looks as if he's going to go, but they've obviously brought in a left back at this moment in time. But generally speaking, you know, they've, they've strengthened, you know, take, uh, as I say, that that would be, for me, be the only area if you take Tierney out. I think they've strengthened centre-backs. Um, you know, they will look to bring in uh, other players. They can afford it. Um, Edward is still there. They do have that kind of belief and confidence of winning titles, that knowledge um, I think Neil Lennon will be a little bit more relaxed because I think we all, they're the best one in the world they'd be thrown in at the deep end a little bit when they got the job so uh, yeah I think Rangers have still got a fair bit to go but Rangers fans believe that that gap will not only just be closed will be overtaken Final word to you guys uh, Again I'm not I'm not opinions are there to be spoken but I just I want to see kind of where it comes from and this is the thing I don't I don't really think it adds up the players that the Rangers have recruited, again, there's a couple of guys we don't know about, but um, the likes of Jordan Jones and um, the boy from Kelly, um, Greg Stewart, I don't I, I don't really see what they're going to, well, they're not really mm. aren't signings that are going to bring you nine in a row, you know? Like, I just, I don't see where this hype comes from. To be fair though, if, you, if you're admitting yourself that you don't know that much about Joe Rebo's of the world, how can you be so sure that they wouldn't get in the Celtic team? And I'm not saying that they would, I'm just wanting to know how you can be so sure that they wouldn't. No, I know, but in the, in the same respect, and I don't I get how, after seeing these guys and friendlies and part-time like games, that they can say, oh, this guy's a world beater, or, uh, do you know what I mean? It just, it doesn't really add up, that's what I mean. If, if they had somebody who'd They'd maybe spent a good few million on um, another midfielder or a couple of defenders, and these guys were the real deal. But again, as I said, we don't know. But I just think it's kind of just if you're a Celtic player and you're in the dressing room, you must just mm. be thinking, why do we need to go through this every time? It's just a total lack of respect. Okay, thank you to Gaz in trades to 01419511025. We've got Andy, who's a Kilmarnock fan on the line, but he's just a bit outside Kilmarnock at the moment. He's in Belgrade. How are you tonight, Andy? Um, not too bad, um, it has to be said. Um, obviously, disappointed to be coming all the way out here and uh, not watching Kilmarnock play after 18 years of waiting. But uh, yeah, um, you know, we'll come out, we're going to make the most of it, try and enjoy ourselves. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. So let's, so let's get this straight. It's not just a holiday in Belgrade. This was booked for anyone who's not aware on the assumption that Kilmarnock were going to get there. Yeah, the assumption. I mean, it should almost have been a certainty, let's be honest. We really, really, really should have got past Connors uh, Key. But uh, yeah, and even worse, this morning we ran into them on the flight from Manchester. Ran into over here. So, uh, you know. Hold on, the Connors uh, Key players were on your flight? Yes, yes, the Connors <laughs> Key, the entire team were on the flight. So uh, there you go. Just when you thought you'd maybe just go over it after two weeks, uh, there they are, right in the flight. Well, Andy, you uh, supporting Connors Key or Sarajevo? Uh, sorry, Partizan Belgrade, sorry. Uh, I'm supporting neither. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to uh, hot foot out of here and go to Budapest in a couple of days' time and go to the Formula One instead. That's what I'm going to do. Mark Guidi, as if it's not bad enough, you turn up for your flight and the Connors key players are on it. Talk about rubbing Andy's nose in it. Yeah, I mean, it's just... He's taking it in, in, in good spirits, yeah, uh, sounds, Andy. Sounds, sounds well. Uh, but it's a sore one. It's a sore one for, for Colmarna and it's been a very quick sort of bump back down mm. to earth, uh, unfortunately. But do you know what? There's, there's still time to get it right. Under uh, Alicio, um, at the moment, you know, the, the signs are 
It's not too great But there's still times to fix it But what I think there needs to be um, It's it, it just complete unity You know, from, from the dressing room Right into the manager's office And, you know, a belief that they can pull this off uh, Together But they've got a hell of a game um, On Sunday uh, to kick it off But, uh, yeah, it's a shame for the Commander fans that that booked up and he's right Kilmarnock really should have, have, have won that tie comfortably Andy are you, are you going to the game did, did you have a ticket already are well, you going, going along no, we, never had a, we never had a ticket or anything like that I mean it is only about four to six quid I think it is for a ticket for the game um, actually we've got a, a, a boat cruise tomorrow a booze cruise with 120 Kilmarnock fans going down the Danube River to try and make up for the disaster so that's uh, what's planned tomorrow between 3 and 6 o'clock but uh, who knows a few of us if, we've, uh, if we feel up for it we might take a trip down to Partizan and uh, go to the game we'll wait and see I was just going we'll to ask how many more were there and you're telling me there's enough to fill a 120 seater boat and, and plus more have you been bumping into a few fellow Kilmarnock fans drowning their sorrows in Belgrade? Well, there was certainly a few in that flight from Manchester this morning. Uh, I think, obviously, the majority would be flying from maybe Glasgow or Edinburgh. But that was just the cheapest option for us uh, at the time, uh, flying from Manchester. I, th- I reckon, uh, you know, speaking to a few Kilmarnock fans, there was maybe about 300 here altogether. Oh. About 300 Kilmarnock fans. I mean, there was so many down in Wales. It was a, we had a great time down in Wales. It was fantastic. There was a good 2,000 Kelly fans down there. had a great time. But, uh, you know, it's a bit disappointing when you... Wait 18 years And you don't even get out of the UK You know what I mean it's pretty, Regardless of that Andy You still believe in, in Alessio Do you believe you, Are you one of the Command supporters that, that wants to give him time um, He's on borrowed time already Let's be honest wow. He is You know uh, You know, you cannot lose To Koniski Nomads Over two legs In one of our biggest fixtures In God knows how long I mean He's on borrowed time I don't know how much He knows about Scottish football I don't know how much He knows about that result and how much it really means to us to get a result in that game and I'm a wee bit concerned about you know what he knows about our players because I think his style over the first few games and I know it's a small sample as you guys were mentioning in an earlier call there it's a small sample of games but you know it feels like he's trying to play a totally different style from what the players played with under Clark you know Mm. Clark played to the strengths of the team and I feel like we're trying to pass through teams in an Italian style, like maybe what he's seen at Chelsea or what he's seen at Juventus. And I feel uh, I'm a bit concerned about that, if I'm honest. But uh, you know, you know, as uh, as been mentioned already, unity. Clark always went with them with the, the saying, "Together we are stronger." So you know, we'll give him a chance. But he has on borrowed time. And he's going to have to make it up. And uh, you know, it's going to be tough this weekend. We've not really made any signings. But uh, I'll be honest, I'm feeling the worst for Rangers on Sunday. But we'll give it a good go. And uh, who knows, maybe we can come out the other side and. Uh, Get back to winning ways Good man Andy Well listen You enjoy Belgrade uh, Drink responsibly On your booze cruise Please You can give us a call When you get back Good man That was Andy A Kilmarnock fan In Belgrade It's time for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Back for a brand new season And it's been one way For the pundits so far Two victories for the pundits On Beat the Pundits so far this season Let's see if you can go one better tonight If you fancy it It's 0141 951 1025 You come on Show off your footballing knowledge Against Mark or Jim And potentially win yourself A signed ball Give us a call right now You only have until the news at 7 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Are here with me Gordon Duncan Give us a call on the lines Or tweet us At Clyde SSB We are just a few minutes away From the first pundit Of the new season Revealing their predictions For the forthcoming campaign That man is Jim Duffy um, He's going to upset 
Most people probably So we'll we'll get to them And don't forget later this hour as well Your chance to win more than £500 Stay tuned for that Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Yes, beat the pundit back for a brand new season as well It's been an easy start for the pundits I think it was a victory uh, for Hugh Keevans on Monday It was a, it was a close one And uh, Roger Hanna doing what he always does last night Let's be honest, that was only going one way Let's see how Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy fare Against Gary from Blantyre How are you tonight, Gary? I'm good, thank you You ever played before, Gary, in previous seasons? Or is this a, a new opportunity? This is my, I'm a... Beat the pundit virgin Oh I beat the pundit virgin Right okay (laughs) Is it going to be The youthful experience (laughs) uh, The youthful optimism Of Gary Or the experienced heads Of Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy Let's toss the coin And find out heads It's Mark Tails It's Jim And it is Tails Jim Duffy Up against Gary To beat the pundit virgin From (coughs) Blantyre So let's see how we get one Uh, I'm going to give Jim Duffy Some Clyde 2 in his ears And that way he can't hear What you're saying Gary First time you've played Here's the deal 30 seconds You're head to head with Jim You can pass here is your chance yep. to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Yes. <coughs> Who's the captain of Hamilton Ackies? I pass. Former Rangers player David Robertson currently manages in which country? He is in uh, Middle East. Yeah, pass. Sheffield United have agreed a £20 million deal with Swansea for which Scottish striker? Oh, Nick Burnley. At which English club did Neil Lennon finish his playing career? Nottingham Forest. In what year of the noughties did Aberdeen qualify for the last 32 of the UEFA Cup? 2006 Which Hibs player has been sidelined again until next year with a knee injury? Boyle. Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jim, can you hear us? Yep. You can. Same set of questions to you. You ready? Yep. Who's the captain of Hamilton Ackies? Darren McKinnon. Former Rangers player David Robertson currently manages in which country? India. Sheffield United have agreed a £20 million deal with Swansea for which Scottish striker? McBurney. At which English club did Neil Lennon finish his playing career? Bolton. What year of the noughties did Aberdeen qualify for the last 32 of the UEFA Cup? 2008 Which Hibs player has been sidelined till next year with a knee injury? Martin Boyle And what was the aggregate score between Celtic and non-Calio? Non-Calio, 7-0 Okay, okay, okay Gary, first time playing, what do you make of Jim's attempts? Ah, you've done me Do you think so? (laughs) Let's find out I've got my brain farts at the start Right uh, well, that's not, you sounded quite confident on a couple of them. I'll, um, let's, mm-hmm. let's find out who's the captain of Hamilton. It is Darian McKinn. So Jim Duffy moves into a 1 0 lead. Um, David Robertson currently manages in India, a 2 0 lead yeah. for Jim Duffy. I think you settled yourself a bit after that, Gary. When you don't know the first couple, yeah. it can get a bit overwhelming. You did know Ollie mm-hmm. McBurney. Unfortunately for you, so did Jim. So it's 3 1 to Jim Duffy. Neil Lennon finished his playing career at. Wicked Wanderers Ah see Mark Guidi I thought that was a tricky one Mark Guidi was on the ball None of you got it Still 3-1 um, What year of the noughties Did Aberdeen qualify For the last 32 Was that a guess Jim? A complete guess It was a very good guess <laughs> It was 2008 Gary You can't really compete With a guy who's Plucking <laughs> years Out young. of thin air And no, getting no. them right So uh, 4-1 to Jim Duffy Belong to you I've plucked anything Believe me <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moving on uh, 2008 was right You both knew Martin Boyle So again Gary That was not bad from you And Jim got to the last question 7-0 for Celtic So it was a convincing one For Jim in the end That was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 To him And 2 to you Gary Hardlines Try back again sometime that was Gary and Blantyre First time Listen he's got, he's got the experience Under his belt now Maybe right. back on in the future And see how he goes Jim Duffy mm. Keeping the pundits uh, Winning streak going At the start of the new season Anyway 0141 951 
1025 What is on your mind tonight? And you might want to react to this Because it's time Jim Duffy You won't be with us this weekend Some of the guys are getting a bit longer But you are very much on the spot Your Premiership predictions Let's start at the bottom Who goes down mm. automatically? This is not pleasant because you know you're going to have managers on yes, the. You're still course. a manager. He's going to have fellow Somebody's managers on the phone. and go like that. What are you on about? Um, okay, I'm going to go for a random one this time. I'm going to go for St. Johnson. Wow, so straight straight down. Bottom. Yeah, straight down. Wow, it's because he doesn't like Tommy anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. He's thinking about it. Actually, Tommy's one of the ones I would avoid, definitely. Out of those 12 managers, who am I not going to speak to anyway in the next six months? It kind of, no. Um, wow, that's listen, a big shoot. But I like it, it's bold yeah, because okay. you're not just... For it. St. Johnston, bottom. Okay, second yeah. bottom, playoffs. Hamilton. Every year, yeah. they defy. But they defy it, and I think they might defy it again to get relegated, but they might finish second bottom and win the playoffs. That's, that's, oh, yeah, that is fair enough. Okay. Um... I think, running, three, I, think run, I think running through all 12 is a bit extreme, isn't it? I'll get them off here though, and we'll put them online. We're going to put everyone's online for everyone to see this year. Uh, right, let's go top three then. Top three. Third. Third. Aberdeen. Okay. I think it'd be most people's four, top three. Four, depends, four on early, order. So. <laughs> depends on what order, but I, I think Aberdeen. I think. Um, I think he, he, Derek McInnes has recruited well and again him and Tony signed a new contract so I think there's looking for a new stadium and all these sort of things training grounds and so yeah going for Aberdeen Okay Second I'm going to go for Rangers again uh, Again I think they have strengthened significantly but you know it's in the lap of the gods or whether they've strengthened enough to close the gap on Celtic and they're still a minimum three game swing so I'm going to go for Rangers to finish second and who are you going for to win the league <laughs> uh, let me think St Mant no um, Celtic obviously I just think again the the players they have um, the experience they've got uh, I don't think I mean unless Rangers go off to a fantastic start and really put the pressure on them and that really has to be the key for Rangers get ahead of Celtic and put some pressure on mm. them because I think if they're playing catch up, I think Celtic are used to that. They, you know, they're used to leading from the front, but they're not used to chasing. So therefore, and unless Rangers go off to a phenomenal start and get a uh, a few points ahead, then I think Celtic will win it again. Uh, just a one more, just to, to indulge me. Championship winner. Oh, that's that, tough, isn't that, it? That is a tough one. Um, I'll say Dundee United, although they haven't been great in the bet, Fred, and there's been one or two kind of like um, strange results. But I'll, I'll go for Dundee United this year. Okay, this is the point where I should say, listen, don't get too upset. It's just a prediction. Yes. It's based on nothing. He's just guessing. It's well, there's a long way Random to go. Guess. Don't and, and don't get don't get too upset. But I won't say all that. Get as upset as you <laughs> like because that's what happens. And also, I, I'm useless at predictions, so therefore I'm, I'll get them all wrong. All right, Mark Guidi, I'll give you until the weekend. I'm going to get all the guys involved um, on Saturday. Yeah, I'll I've give, got mine already. I'll, I'll give you to the saying. weekend just in case there's a because I think I mean. Last year was an interesting time for you I think you went Hearts to finish second And then you uh, changed your mind quite quickly Yeah, as soon as they, as soon as they sold Kyle Lafferty I knew they would, I knew they would right, die okay. so, uh, Right, so there's Jim Duffy's prediction Then Celtic to win the league Rangers to finish second Aberdeen to finish third Hamilton to be in the playoffs And St Johnston to go straight down Let's let's look in a bit more 
detail Then Listen The one at the top Is what's going to Capture mm. everyone's imagination In this city <laughs> so, so so Rangers haven't Have improved As, as far as you're yeah. concerned yeah. What's the What's the key thing That you think Is going to Separate them Is it You know Is it experience Of having yeah, Been I th- there or? Yeah I think it's more experience I think Rangers have brought in A number of players But you still Don't know Exactly You know How they're going to react To playing for Rangers I mean Rangers is a massive club mass, Massive expectations As Matt said The Celtic are going for Nine uh, championships in a row So uh, It's so difficult to see I mean you, With the best one in the world You can bring in top class players But you don't know how they're going to react If they have a few bad games uh, If their form dips But the one thing Stephen Gerrard has done this year Is For him personally He has the experience of last season He would he, Listen you can be told all you want You can watch as many Games as you like And as many videos of the opposition But until you go to Tynecastle Pitodry etc Easterwood and find out exactly what it's about, then you don't mm. know. But he, he does have that experience now, so I think he'd have learned for that. That's part of the reason why he's 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 brought in some of the players he has done. He's looking for more consistency, but ultimately, you know, you have to you you know you have to respect Celtic's you know winning formula, winning mentality. They've won the last nine trophies. Um, it'll be unbelievably difficult to do the same again, but. Forget Europe, forget the treble or the quadruple treble. Neil Lennon will have one sole priority this year, and mm. that will be to win the title. Yes, the fans will still want him to win every other tournament they enter for, but the priority will be win the title. Mm. And mm. Uh, for me, I think the Celtic players will know that. The focus will be on that. Their, um, you know, their desire, all of these things will be there. And also, as I say, that experience, a good number of their players, in fact, the majority of their first-team squad has been there and done it. And I think that will prove pivotal over the course of the season. Now, the beauty of these predictions, the 31st of July, a lot could change, but yeah. tough, you're stuck with it. Yeah, um, it. Just out of curiosity, would, would, for instance, the sale of mm. Kieran Tierney be damaging enough to... In, in your mind to, to, to change that opinion No Although I think He's a phenomenal player And I can't believe That Arsenal are dragging Their heels And I can't also believe There's not a number Of clubs in for him mm. But um, No I think a left back Is exactly it. As a left back I think if uh, You know Whether it's Bolingoli um, is, is can be the guy That can fill his boot I'm not so sure I've not seen I've not seen him enough To, to, to know that But Yeah I don't think That'll be pivotal I don't think That's a pivotal mm. area um, you know the Rangers fans We heard the, the programme last night about When I was on the way to training Talking about Barisic And whether he can be So I don't think that's A left back will be the guy That will determine Whether you win a title Or mm-hmm. lose a title You've done well you, You've stood up You're ready to take the flak For your prediction So yeah. I won't put you on the spot Too much more Just in a, in a more general sense mm-hmm. You said you don't see Rangers Winning the title C- mm-hmm. Could you see them winning A Cup? Yeah of course Yeah I think that Silverware is important I think that, um, as, I, as I mentioned, I think a real concerted challenge for the title is important. Um, and, and, of course, Rangers had a couple of opportunities last year because they were in Glasgow against Aberdeen, one at Hamden, one at uh, Ibrox. So I think that that will be a target for Steven Gerrard this year, will be get silverware. And I think that alone gives confidence and belief to the club as a whole. Take everyone connected with the club, players, management, fans. If you get that silverware, I think that makes a... A big statement that listen, we're on the right road, and um, I think Rangers will try and do that. And I think they will win silverware this year, but I don't think it'll be the title. 
Okay, we'll get stuck right into that this weekend with all the guys. We'll hear the rest of their predictions. Hugh Keevens has been up all night sweating over them. I can t- he's putting a lot of research into it this year. Um, but a, f- <laughs> a few coming in on Twitter. MC says, just my opinion, but Celtic are stronger than last season, so the title is already wrapped up. <laughs> nothing, nothing like getting uh, carried away. Uh, the focus must be making more inroads in Europe, like the last tenure under Neil Lennon. Celtic and Rangers to fly the flag for Scotland and Europe once again. Uh, we had some more coming in. Where was the one that caught my eye? It was right at the top. Uh, because this has fascinated me Glasgow Jezza says As much as you might find it bizarre I think Kilmarnock go down this season The new managerial setup is a disaster waiting to happen Wow, mm. third to bottom That would be quite something Andrew is on the line 0141 951 What's your point tonight Andrew? Alright panel, happy new season Thank you Andrew, uh, Hi, Andrew. What I want to say is uh, A previous caller, I think his name is Gaz I think Gaz and yourselves Must be on the same kind of drugs Oh, because steady on, please, Andrew, if you don't mind. A bit more you polite. You seem to have agreed with him when he said that um, there was not one Rangers player that would get into the Celtic squad. Mm, I don't it's remember anyone agreeing. Well, he's never disagreed with him. Well, I, I, I would agree through I, every player, yeah. Andrew, to see. We never had a discussion. All right, about well, it. Well, well, Andrew's asking the question. Do you want to, do you, would you disagree with that? Well just right away I would have the Rangers goalkeeper Alan McGregor Just right off the top of my head I'd have Alan McGregor There's the disagreement sure. You were looking for Andrew Well there you go That's it But how guys How guys can turn around And say there's not one Rangers player That get the, the, the Celtic first team squad As you've said McGregor Tavernier You've got Davis And Morelis Scotland's top goal scorer I mean I, mean, I don't understand What he was saying About there's not one player yeah. yeah, in fairness to Andrew here, Mark I mean, this, this conversation always comes up And it's completely based on opinion You're never going to please everyone no. Surely we can all agree now though Different from what it was a couple of years ago You can at least make a strong case For a number of those Rangers players As Andrew outlined James Tavernier, um, Alan McGregor would, would be the obvious ones If you're looking at, at numbers in terms of front of goal Alfredo Morelos And I can hear people disagreeing that That's fine But there was a time when you could barely make a case For any of the Rangers yeah, players Yeah, well, you genuinely... Three, four years ago You probably wouldn't And have now you can, you can make a case For a good few Yeah you can You can, you can absolutely make a, a case for it But you know Like Andrew I think is right to say Yeah that there are Rangers players That would get in You know if you want to call it An old firm select uh, Team But the, the, the previous caller Gaz is quite right to say No for him No I, I don't think so So look It's it's there At the end of the day That kind of thing Is not factual That is purely opinion I, I, I don't mind that though Jim I like a bit of hypotheticals And you, you would have to <laughs> You'd have to accept there's a there's a good debate to be had now, certainly over a number of the positions, or some oh, of the I, positions. I think there's there's always a debate. It doesn't matter whether it's a a Rangers player going to a Celtic team or vice versa or any other player for that matter running about the country. You know, I mean, last year there was a talk about Celtic offering five million for, for Scott McKenna. You know, and things like that. Would he get into the Celtic team? All these David that, Turnbull and yeah, anyone else who's playing in the league. There's, yeah. there's, there's so many. You know, the, the decisions that, that someone can see who would get into the team. Who would make it stronger? Um, but I mean, Rangers fans in particular. I mean, we've had a lot of debate in this program over the last couple of years about Tavernier. You know, in terms of, you know, is is he consistent? Yeah, in terms of going forward and scoring yeah. goals and all these things. But defensively, um, you know, is he is he a good enough defender to be at the top level? And again, that's all about opinion. But yeah. I, I'd say me personally, I think I'm we 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 mark. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go through all the players because I think that's that's far too opinionated. But I think as far as a goalkeeper is concerned, I think most people would agree. Alan McGregor's probably You know The best goalkeeper in the country Andrew before we let you go What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow There's obviously a There is a cushion there It's maybe not Quite as comfortable as As it could have been 
but you still. It's not, I'm still very confident of winning. Um, obviously, I, I'm not over for the game. Uh, um, I'm trying to get to as many away games at home, but because of health, I can't really get abroad for the games. But um, I do definitely think that we should beat them. I think we might even beat them 3-0. I think we'll beat them more over there than we did at home because obviously with them being the home team, they can't sit, They can't afford to sit back and wait. They've got to come out and push for it. And I think that will help Rangers maybe go on to win 3-4-0 t- tomorrow night. All right, thank you to Andrew in Cumbernauld. We'll see how that prediction fares uh, on tomorrow night's show. It's 01419511025. That's the number you're going to need right now for this. Name your squad with Ladbrokes Premiership Fantasy Football. Search SPFL Fantasy Football for the chance to win £10,000. Cracking prize coming up all this week in Clyde One Super Scoreboard, giving you the chance to win over £500 with Ladbrokes Premiership Fantasy Football. Fantasy Football gets everyone going every season, doesn't it? And it all starts this weekend. Make sure your squad's ready. You're the boss. Pick the players. Arrange them how you want You could win big All about points, prizes And of course a bit of bragging rights At the end as well Now thanks to Lab Brooks We're giving you the chance On Clyde One Super Scoreboard This week and over the weekend To come on the show Try and name a famous starting 11 And your chance to win Up to £550 So £50 for every player you get right In that starting 11 It'll be interesting if we get a Rangers fan on And it's a Celtic question or vice versa But you never know You can give it a good bash To take part call 0141 951 1025 right now You must be over 18 And you only have until the end of this break to enter 0141 951 1025 £550 up for grabs Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to thompsons.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here Time, plenty of time left to get your calls in On 01419511025 If you're calling for the competition Stop, because you've missed your opportunity It was the end of the break, so you can stop um, If you were calling for that one We're still available on Twitter at Clyde SSB Of course, plenty more to come Jim Duffy just gave us his predictions For this season, he fancied Celtic to win the league Rangers to finish second, Aberdeen to finish third He went St Johnson to go straight down Do you agree or disagree? Uh, with what you are hearing 01419511025 In the meantime though It's time for this This is exciting I'm looking forward to this Name your squad With Ladbrokes Premiership Fantasy Football Search SPFL Fantasy Football For the chance to win £10,000 Right, all this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're giving you the chance Every night this week And at the weekend To win £550 With Ladbrokes Premiership Fantasy Football Now that starts this weekend So make sure you've got your fantasy squad ready Sign up now You can compete with your mates Bragging rights are up for grabs You of course are the gaffer Get to pick your players And see what points they can collect throughout the season thanks to Ladbrokes so we're already giving you the chance to win this week so let's welcome Phil from Clyde Bank he was first through tonight Phil how are you? I am fine lad good stuff Phil now here's the way this is going to work you're the, you're the guinea pig if you like Phil you're the first person oh, to, to, to go through this so you're going to have 30 seconds to name as many of a famous starting 11 as you can and for each correct answer you get yourself £50 does that make sense? Oh, that sounds jumping. <laughs> sounds jumping, says Phil from Clydebank. Um, see how it goes. Right, see how it goes, Phil. Um, just a heads up. If you don't know, just guess, because you can name as many people as you like, and we'll just count how many you get right and give you 50 well, quid. Listen, 50 everyone. bangers will do me for a pair of trainers. I'll be happy with that. Well, you only need to get one answer right. Just out of curiosity, Phil, what team do you support? 
famous Glasgow Celtic right, treble let, champions. Right, let me look at my question sheet and see if this question is going to suit you. Okay, Phil. Right, now I'm going to name the game and then I'm going to start the, the timer straight away, okay? Okay. I want you to name the starting 11 for Rangers when they played against Zenit in the 2008 UEFA Cup final. Go. Just guess McGregor Keep going yeah. 2008 Rangers players Just file them out Go on uh, Charlie Adam Keep going Can't even No midfielders please. Strikers Anyone Guess them uh, Nesbitt Rab C Scott Nesbitt Rab C <laughs> Oh Phil the time is up Oh dear And you didn't get any of the new trainers Are going to have to wait Because oh. Alan McGregor Was not in goals right. Mark Greedy yeah, Who was, was it? Neil, Neil I don't know Well I'm glad I never got them <laughs> <laughs> Phil that's the luck of the draw Oh dear It might have been a, a Celtic question It might be tomorrow night The starting 11 you were looking for Was uh, Neil Alexander I don't know nothing about a team I don't like anyway Well listen I thought you'd have got the likes of Barry Ferguson I'll right. run through the team Neil Alexander in goal A back four of Broadfoot Quellar Weir and Papach Brahim Hemdani Whitaker, Ferguson Kevin Thompson Steve Davis And Darcheville up front Phil Hard lines Thanks for taking part <laughs> He's gone oh, I think he's gone He's in the huff He's, he's, he, he's, he's his heart set on those new trainers Can't, can't see that shame. See the wee basket You get on the end No you've got <laughs> Your basket Add the basket empty. Just delete The it. basket is delete empty it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, I that... hope Ladbrokes double the money The morning night <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is the format Your, your chance to win uh, Tomorrow night At the exact same time So stay tuned for that I must admit In the office I'm thinking There's a lot of knowledge out there I can see the 550 quid flying Yeah <laughs> I, I'd gave, probably be able to one or two and I thought certainly eight or nine gettable yet yeah, for but sure. But you know right. what? See if that had been a sell. Uh, a Rangers fan, sorry. Ah, even flying. No, by so Steve Barry Ferguson. They, they rattled off seven or eight without. Tomorrow without it might be a Celtic team. It might be a Scotland team. It might be something else. But stay tuned and listen tomorrow night. And if you two thought you were off the hook mm. with the teaser, think again yeah. because the full time <laughs> teaser oh, is back. Teaser. For the new season This one has been sent in From Chris McKenzie In Motherwell So if you don't like the question Or you think he's got the answers wrong Blame Chris McKenzie I'll give his mobile number out At the end of the show uh, Okay After Philippe Hillander's arrival At Rangers Can you name the other 11 Swedes Who've played for Celtic Or Rangers Since the start Of the 98-99 Season after Philippe Hillander's arrival at Rangers Can you name the 11 other Swedes Who've played for Celtic or Rangers Since the start of the 98-99 season Yeah, yeah um, Monson Jockey Bjorkland No, oh, he left right. that summer Jonas Tern Yes Jonas Tern, Henrik Larsson, Johan Mialbe Okay Mikael Lustig Okay, you got any Jim? Has Mark just stolen all the easy ones? Yeah Right, okay. um, did I say did, was, was Lawrenson Was he one Or Larnson The big Swedish Was he no Swedish defender Oh He was Danish Oh was he Danish Was he Danish yeah. He was Danish right, But uh, Was him Danny was No Alright really we'll leave it there Because I think you've got enough To work with And I, I think you two might do Pretty well on this one So the question tonight After Philippe Hillander's Arrival at Rangers Can you name the 11 other Swedes Who played for Celtic Or Rangers Since the start of the 98-90 Nine season Henrik Larsson 
Johan Mialdi, Mikael Lustig, Jonas Tern. So you've still got another few to work with. That's the full-time teaser, by the way. If you're hearing that for the first time, what happens is you send the questions into us and we try and test the pundits between now and the end of the show. So send your questions in, please, to fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Let's get back to the calls. It feels like we've not taken uh, any calls in a while because we were caught up with the competition. 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need. We've still to hear from Derek McInnes as well. Let's hear from Paul in Canvas Lang first. Hi, Paul. Hi there. How are you? Oh, good, Paul. What's your point tonight? Yeah, my point is just basically about obviously both um, Rangers and Celtic. Okay, um, mm-hmm. this part of the season, this part of the season, I feel I love this part of the season. So the um, as well as January because you get tight to both ends. So either, um, but I feel that Rangers and Celtic have both done sensational. Really, neither team have lost a game yet, and the qualifiers. That's what they should be doing. Both sets of fans are buzzing. I feel that other signings um, We get kind of slaughtered For spending money etc However we've signed Jordi Bo for instance 250 grand um, Helen's ever sent Three and a half million It's a comparison in both Celtic obviously Julian and uh, Bongoli mm-hmm. Spend money And I just I feel that Going in the new season With the Rangers squad I feel that we've got Strength and depth. We've went and done what we've had to do. Two players, every position. And I just feel we're going out of that season. We've got a stronger team. Um, I was calling on earlier, so there was, about obviously confidence and showing Celtic the respect. Yeah. So, show Celtic respect. You know what I'm talking about? Obviously, they've got that. They've won nine, nine trophies in a row. But both teams have to be confident going out of that season. You know? Yeah, I mean, this is Paul's right, Jim. It's a fascinating time of year because... We haven't seen any domestic Well, you know, no league football yet yeah. So you do, you do end up uh, judging players by how much they were bought for Which is com- it's completely pointless I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it gives you an indication um, What you're really looking for is is great value You, you might find a £50,000 gem It might be a three hundred grand gem You can get £6 million flops So that that's what makes it so interesting There's no point in saying, oh, we've spent X And therefore we will, you know, win the league no, the money doesn't guarantee you success. I mean, you see that time and time again. I mean, we, we were speaking earlier on off air about Fulham spending a hundred and odd million pound last year and get relegated. You know, so you know it doesn't guarantee it. It's, it's about the balance of your team and the structure of your team, and then ultimately it's about two things: consistency and confidence. You know, and confidence generally breeds a little bit more consistency. But for Rangers, it's more about the consistency factor. I mean, I think. They started off the season fantastic um, with the great Europa League, um, you know, the qualifying campaign. And I think a lot of Rangers fans then thought, wait a minute, this could be our season. And then they just had little dips here and then they, and then they got close again at the turn of the year um, when they when they, when they beat Celtic Ibrox. And again, mm-hmm. that kind of you know, got the, the confidence in amongst the fans. And then when they, after the winter break, they fell flat again. So they can't allow periods like that to happen this year if they're going to challenge for the title. So it's that it's those elements now in terms of two players for every position or confidence. To me, I don't think that's as relevant as just having, um, you know, the the quality in terms of the competition. You know, I think Stephen Gerrard chopped and changed a little bit, and I think part of that last year he wasn't a hundred percent convinced what his strongest team was, particularly defensively. And I think we're bringing in the players he's brought in this year. 
I'd be surprised if he changed that department quite as often. Surprised. Because I think that's part of the reason why there was a little bit of inconsistency. Because I think, in, in, in truth, the manager wasn't totally convinced. And therefore, I don't think the players were totally convinced either. So I think there'll be a, a little bit more solidity about Rangers. I don't think there'll be as many changes, even though he does have those options um, for the league campaign in particular. Um, so I think I think there'll be a, a, a more, if you want to call it, consistent team selection from Steven Gerrard this year because he knows he's got competition pushing the guys in that starting eleven. Yeah, I mean, I think Rangers' squad is much stronger. Um, one area, you know, I think you really wanted nitpicking, say, right, you know, have, have we got potential title winning players in, in most positions? And I think Rangers could argue that they have. Uh, apart from left back, I think you know again they'd need to go and look at at, at strength in the left back area for sure. I've just mentioned these na- na- name again. You know, for me, I can't believe that, that, that Greg Taylor's. Um, you know, there's not been more bids in for him. I think he's a super left back at Kilmarnock. Um and possibly if he was been Stephen Gerrard was being greedy, um, maybe another striker. Even and, and I'm saying that even if Morelos stays, if you've got Morelos and and. and um, Defoe, I know you've got the option of maybe putting if you need be you could put Greg Stewart through the middle if you really needed to maybe Jordan Jones could float um, in there too but if he was being greedy I think he'd maybe look for him but certainly the left back area Andy Halliday is is a capable left back but to ask him to go and play 40 games and really tip top I think that might be too big an ask because it's not his natural position uh, Paul the memories of going to face progress in Luxembourg I'm sure they're still raw granted it is obviously an improved Rangers team uh, since then improved enough to have no fears going over there tomorrow or have you still got that slight bit of concern in the back of your mind compared to then and now um, no, just tomorrow, just tomorrow's game any worry at all from if you look at football then now okay you can't go on any game 100% Rangers mentality compared to then and now and the identity of Rangers is completely different I feel um, I'm, co- I'm 100% confident going to this game no matter I'm, I'm, I'm not going to eat my words I'm not going to eat my words Strange errors are going to let it happen tomorrow because it's a mere professional it's however last year when we were playing the way we were playing we played that many games and what you need to understand the Rangers is a lot of the players barely played in football the year before so going into this pre-season and going into the qualifiers this time we're better prepared we've got that experience as a team and coming towards the end of the season when we brought in Davis and before two senior pros who brought consistency to the team um, and I don't understand everybody's got their opinions everybody's more biased however I personally do feel like going into this season we've got the senior pros we've got the consistency we've got the strength and I'm excited because this is the first season I can feel, I, I feel that we are we are favourites. That's the way I feel personally. I, I really agree. I'm really going to be fascinated to see how Steve Davis does this season. I've, I've always said for Rangers what they were missing was a Scott Brown type. You know that just somebody that was really inspirational, could drive the team forward, etc., etc. And I think that. And Steve Davis Rangers have that now. He's the first one to admit I mean, himself. different types of players, aren't yeah, they? But you're yeah, just but, talking but about I think the, now it will just be a wee bit more just just kind of sitting. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to see Steve Davis, you know, busting for you know, just being that guy at the hub of the team, at the heart, the, the heartbeat of the team, if you want to call him that. Because um, I think he's, he's five months loan spell. It wasn't great to get better towards the end, but I'm sure himself he would have expected uh, better. So I think that, that that it'll be interesting if you want to say the old kind of head to head challenges. 
over the course of the season Steve Davis and Scott Brown just how influential mm. uh, either of them are going to be uh, on their own teams Thank you Paul and Canvas Lang by my reckoning we've got about 250 shows left this season so that's quite a lot of full time teasers now send your questions in to full time at Clyde1.com we test them out on the pundits we see if they can come up with the answers Chris from Motherwell sent in tonight's one and he says after Philippe Hilander's arrival at Rangers can you name the 11 other Swedes who have played for Celtic or Rangers since the start of the 98-99 season now so far you've got Henrik Larsson Johan Mialby Mikael Lustig Jonas Tern I'll take one more guess from each of you Jim Duffy more than many, mate. you're all out uh, Magnus Hedman Magnus Hedman yes Okay, you can guess one more since Jim Duffy's struggling. Uh, Daniel Mostorovic. Daniel Mostorovic. One, two, three, four, five to get. We'll try and get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, it's Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. They're both going about the full time teaser. Well, Mark Guidi's going about the full time mm-hmm. teaser. I think Jim Duffy gave up after Henrik Larson. Uh, the question tonight is after Philippe Hillander. Oh, so you did, sorry. My no, apologies. no, but I've got another one. Oh, good. After Philippe <laughs> Hillander's arrival at Rangers, can you name the 11 other Swedes? Who've played for Celtic or Rangers since the start of the 98-99 season Now before the break You had Henrik Larsson Johan Mialby Magnus Hedman Mikael Lustig Daniel Mostorovic And Jonas Tern What have you got? Right Freddie Lundberg Freddie Lundberg Remember him of course we do Yes well done That's, that's my question. Mark Guidi <laughs> I'll throw it in that Central defender signed by Paul Le Guin Carol Svensson Someone on Twitter said Carol Svensson was the one you would never get as well And you've got it, well done I think I've got another one. Oh, okay Gidetti Ah, that was a good oh, one brilliant that shoot a good one. I wouldn't well have got that Brilliant shoot Right, you've only got two to get And you've plenty of time to get them So we're going to he- Tell you what, let's just get back in the phones just now Take as many as we can David is in Canvas Lang Hi David Hi, how you doing boys? I'm just pulling up to here To speak to yourself and get a wee bit of opinion for everybody and yourself, right? I'm hearing all this euphoria about Rangers are going to this, they're going to that, and quite rightly so, because they're a lot better than they were, right? But when you break down the squad, we don't know the Aribo, we don't know the Ojo, we don't know the Schwed, we don't know the Julian. So out of the squad that Rangers have and Celtic have, what, who are the Rangers squad would get into the Celtic team? In my reckoning, it's Tavernier, and maybe, maybe Morelos. He's a target man who's just one player who scores all the goals. Celtic have got a plethora of people who score goals. They're, they're skipping into here, there and everywhere. Rangers have just got one man scoring the goals unless it's penalties, obviously. It's Tavernier. So, to the beginning of Celtic squad, where is all this excitement coming from? That's what I don't understand. And I would like to hear your opinion and Glasgow's opinion. Uh, I mean, we're back here, Mark, in terms of who gets in whose squad. It- it's not really how you decide who's going to win a league. Granted, it does give an indication of who's stronger. I, I sort of get that. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, you know, this is going to, going to be a cop out. You know, because um, you know, we'll give an opinion on, on Saturday. That's what is an opinion. But I think there's a lot of well, not a lot of business, but there's important business to be done by both clubs in and out before September the second. And therefore, we'll, and I know by that point we'll have game four of the league season, and there'll be one old firm game out of the way in September the first at, at Ibrox. But um, there'll be a true reflection once the transfer window uh, closes, and that's not a cop out for me. That's a fact. Once you see exactly what squads have got to go mm-hmm. with for the next five months um, of the season, at the moment I think Celtic have got the stronger squad. 
But I think that when you look at what Steven Gerrard inherited last season, what he managed to do, particularly as well when he also had a European campaign that he was fighting on, I think there's a lot of reasons to be positive. They've got a stronger squad. I think there would be times last season that Steven Gerrard and Gary McAllister would have turned to look at their bench. No great options compared to a Celtic bench, but now I think they'll have good options on their bench to go and win games. But what they have to do, because they've shown they can beat Celtic, They've shown that What there was Last season for example They dropped 10 points Out of 12 to Kilmarnock Never beat Kilmarnock once In the league Dropped points at Dundee Dropped points against Livy And I know Celtic Dropped a lot of points as well um, In games But um, If Rangers can address that And I think they will Then they've got a hell of a chance That said They're up against the champions And I don't think Celtic Have had enough credit For what they've achieved Over three or four years because people just want to say Ah you've not really been up against it And I think that's really insulting mm-hmm. And disrespectful Because I've said many times There's a guy sitting next to me That's been mm-hmm. senior football for 45 years And he knows how tough it is Just to win a game of football on a Saturday Never mind win a league over 30-40 games and, and, and win cups So therefore I think that Celtic start in the driving seat But you could, for me you could almost toss a coin uh, David where is your confidence levels In terms of um, But I mean I'm, I'm just looking at Celtic Celtic's area for Change if you like this year is going to be defence isn't it Mikael Lustig is gone Dedrick Boyata is gone Filip Benkovic is gone A um, couple of replacements have coming in Two for the games of last season right The one at Ibrox or They're both at Ibrox sorry The first game Rangers outplayed Celtic right Celtic had Mikey Johnson up front We never had a striker We never had a midfielder We never had my best midfielder playing at left back Blah 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 There was all this talk about poisoning and all that right Rangers beat the first there Take it right the second game, at least one Celtic have down tools. Southern Wimbledon's turned up. So where are they getting the confidence? I just don't understand it. They're far better than they were. One hundred percent. They've got a couple of good additions. Maybe, Maybe you've answered your own question then. Uh-huh, That's where they're getting the confidence from. Why, why shouldn't they? Because why shouldn't Rangers fans be confident? I put it to one of the callers earlier, David. You, you, you're looking at it from personnel Which is fine Because there are a number of ways to look at it you're, you're comparing the two squads Does the confidence not actually come from the fact That the gap has been getting smaller In the last few seasons? Well, nine points Is that smaller? Nine points Well, well it is smaller That's basically four games It's basically four games You need your three to, to get up to your nine points And then you get another game That's four yeah. games That they need to win And we need to lose David, I, I'm not saying that's what, what I think But nine, nine points is Undeniably smaller Than the gap From the previous seasons That's that's not opinion That's just a fact Still massive Yeah you're right, you're right. The, worst, the worst The worst start to a league In 30 years It's still massive Yeah And Jim I think that, yeah. that That's the reason actually mm-hmm. That you That was the reason You held up As being why you think Celtic will win the league Yeah I, As I'm saying I you know, So even I, if it comes down to six It's still it's yeah, still a couple I mean, of games I still I mean The one thing David That's still a huge amount of points In any, any league If you win by nine points That is a a comfortable margin The fact is You're right Rangers did Narrow the gap And I think Rangers have improved Under Steven Gerrard I don't think there's any doubt About that in terms of The mentality In particular for the players And winning those two games Regardless of whether Someone thinks Or David thinks That the you know the, the league was already won Or whatever it happens to be But that that's a big change Because in, in the previous Games uh, Until this uh, Last season Celtic have won these games Comfortably for the majority of time So I think there has That That Shows the Rangers uh, Tells the Rangers players That they're capable Of beating Celtic Obviously then They now have to get Performances at Celtic Park Because they, they've underperformed there But as I get back To the same word All the time um, Gordon And that's consistency And 
Celtic have been the more more consistent, and they mm. have. <laughs> you can't remember they've won the last nine trophies, not just the league, the last nine trophies. Yeah. So that is a huge gulf um, for Rangers to close. And I think the first thing they have to do, as I said, is get silverware because I think that can give them belief. But for me, over the course of the season, I still see mm. Celtic as the benchmark. Thanks to David and Canvas Lang. Funny you say that because a tweet here from Stu mm. says, which is a, th- a theory I've not really heard yet, it says, he thinks the League Cup will have an impact on the destination of the title because he thinks if Rangers win it, it will give them a massive boost and if Celtic do it, they're likely to kick on. Listen, you will never really know it but <laughs> it is interesting, Jim, now that the League Cup comes so early yeah. whereas it used to be they were all you know towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah I think last few years it was, was it March or something like that but now they'll be this, this side of the year. Um, December the 8th, is it? I think the, the League Cup final. Uh, the Betfred Cup final But I think that For me as I've said before And Gordon I think Rangers have to get a good start I think they have to get ahead of Celtic And put some pressure on Because Celtic haven't had that Pressure You know On them They haven't been asked that question Can you chase You know Can you be the guy Chasing the leaders Rangers have always been chasing Or every other club Has always been chasing Celtic And I think that will be mm-hmm. the, the, the deciding factor for me uh, Graham's got a bit of a doomsday scenario for us He says a bit off topic and negative But I reckon if we can't get our coefficient up to 15th in the next two years Scottish football will be ruined Celtic will have their opportunity at making money in Europe While the rest of us will get peanuts in Europa League 2 The gulf will rise Well I think it's easy for us to say We just hope they all win and the coefficient goes up And we get as many teams in Europe as possible I don't think that's the way rivalry works though I'm not, I'm not <laughs> expecting that uh, And Martin Sweeney's on Twitter He says he thinks the team that has potential to improve this season Is Motherwell I think they could break into the top 6 Maybe top 4 uh, The team look more solid than Hearts, Hibs, St Johnston What do you think Mark from Queensbury You actually come up against Motherwell Jim in the, the Betfred yeah. Cup Yeah I went to see them as, as well against Motherwell Listen I was impressed by Motherwell I've been impressed by the signings Obviously I've seen them in a couple of games at close quarters so I'll maybe get a little bit more insight into some of some of the other guys, but yeah, I was impressed by them. I think they are strong defensively. The only one area I think could be uh, something is obviously the fact that David Turnbull is currently injured, and he'll be missing. Um, Jack Casey is obviously left, um, but the two wingers, you know, that they brought in or they brought three, in, I think, in total now. Mm-hmm. But certainly they've got pace in the way that Hilton looks a terrific player. Um, you know that they've got options up front as well. Young James Scott looks a really terrific young player. Another one of the, the young players coming through. I think he could be a, a real asset as well. But just for midfield, I think they, they lose that fifteen goals that, that David Turnbull brought to you, and he won't be there at this moment in time. So th- that if you take any mm. amount of goals out of a team, then that that can be that can impact it. But for me, Motherwell, yeah, very attractive side and a, a team I would pay money to watch. Okay, I think we'll leave it there because you two have got work to do on the teaser. Chris McKenzie sent tonight's question in. Get your questions in nice and early. We'll try and use them as the season progresses. Full time at Clyde1.com. Uh, after Philippe Hilander's arrival at Rangers, can you name the 11 other Swedes who've played for Celtic or Rangers since the start of the 98-99 season? You've got Larsson, Mialbe, Hedman, Junberg, Lustig, Gadetti, Mostorovic, Carl Svensson and Jonas Tern. You've got two to get. Any? I'm toying a wee bit now. Okay, both Rangers, both former Rangers players. And they are obscure. Was was, was another one played for Le Guin in the the Guin's team? Uh, These guys barely had an impact, so that's the problem. Okay, one was was a McCoist. I think, yeah, it was a McCoist signing. Um, probably the last season in the, uh-huh. the top flight. 
a sort of funny sounding second name. It sounds a Is bit that like a DJ or something. No. George, I'm thinking Georgich or something. Here. Oh, Georgich. Is it is it Georgich? Bojan Georgich. Bojan Georgich. What a shout that is, Jim Duffy. That is fantastic. I'll give you that one. The other one was the one with the I say funny surname. It just sounded a little bit like how you might pronounce Rangers' great rivals in this city. As in like Shellick. Shellick. But not Shellick. Something like that. Marvin Shellick. Marvin Shellick. Jim Duffy has stumbled upon two of the answers. The two hardest ones. I can't even mention that. I don't even. I can't remember the boy. I remember him. There we go. Thank you, Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy. We're back tomorrow night from six o'clock in the company of Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale. Stay where you are because Stephen Mill is up next with your chance to win fifteen hundred pounds. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.